Hey folks, can your IRA or 401k stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is right at our doorstep? By allocating a percentage of your retirement into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from a turbulent market and economic downturns. All you got to do is put your IRA back on the gold standard. With a multi-trillion dollar trade deficit and ongoing geopolitical instability, experts say now is the time to make the switch. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Protect your retirement today with one simple phone call and receive your free gold and silver guide from my good friends at Genesis Gold. To do that, call Genesis Gold Group today at 800 200 G-O-L-D, gold. That's 800-200-GOLD. And find out how you can add precious metals to your IRA. One more time, let me give you the number. It's 800-200-4653. gold Or visit them at genesisgoldgroup.com. Genesis Gold, welcome to the John Solomon Just the News family. America and happy Tuesday, a very somber day in America, the first time in our history that a current or former president has been arraigned or charged with a crime. Donald Trump just left the Manhattan courthouse just a few moments ago, having pled innocent to 34 felony counts, alleging that he falsified business records in a conspiracy in a plot to keep information about women who are making accusations from him from the American voters before the 2016 presidential election. The statement of fact in this case says that these transactions that he falsified in his own company ledgers began in the summer of 2015 and continued into the summer of 2017. No real bombshells. Everything that had been leaked out in the media the last two weeks basically is true, which tells you that Alvin Bragg clearly was leaking for quite some time because the indictment, as it was unsealed, today was very accurately described in the media, really for about 10 or 12 days now. I think that's going to become one of many issues. The judge did not order a gag order in this. He cautioned all parties, defense witnesses, prosecution witnesses, the president and the prosecutor, to tone down their rhetoric and let the court system play out its role here. That is the very latest. It just happened. And we're going to start off with this breaking news with a perfect Yes, someone who can referee this so well, former federal prosecutor, former chief counsel of the Senate Intelligence Committee, one of America's greatest lawyers joining me right now, Victoria Tensing. Victoria, great to have you on the show. Very sad day. It is. It is. It's an extraordinary news day. Its import will probably be felt for decades to come. Your first impressions. John, let me just say this prosecution is an event that will live in infamy in our history. Yep. I think a lot of people feel strongly that way today, and it's probably only going to become more apparent how much discomfort people have when we get into more of the facts and more of the developments over the last few weeks. Everything about this case got leaked out in advance. Of course, a grand jury indictment is kept to the prosecutors and the grand jurors. The defendant doesn't really know. The first thing that comes to mind is, is there an instant case to be made against the prosecutors for failing to protect the grand jury process up until today's arraignment? Well, of course. I mean, that was that was a violation of New York law, and it's a felony to leak grand jury information. But even before that, John, the fact that Alvin Bragg ran for office saying he was going to get Trump is a violation of everything I know as a lawyer, as a prosecutor. And where was the New York bar? They didn't hesitate to go after Rudy Giuliani for what he argued in court, for heaven's sake. 
and they aren't saying one peep about a prosecutor who said, I'm going to get X and then indicts X for something that is a Rube Goldberg set of facts. This is, I mean, it's inexplicable that the bar is not saying anything. We've had a long history in this country of solving our election differences at the election ballot box, not in the courtroom. Does this Rubicon that we've passed now, that we've moved on past, does it have a long-term effect? Will this become a, you did it to me, I'm going to do it to you, and then you're going to do it to me again? Is this a vicious cycle that we may not be able to put a stop to, given the threshold we crashed today? I don't, I don't know. I want to go back to the independent counsel statute, which is now so old, there's probably a few people who remember it, but you and I do. And way back when that statute was passed and it was being used against Republicans, it was just fine and dandy. And then all of a sudden it started being used against Bill Clinton. And oh, whoops, the Democrats didn't like it so much in, anymore and they let it, it expire. So I don't know if there has to be, I hate tit for tat, but there might have to be a tat for <clears throat> this kind of uh, conduct to stop. I mean, this isn't, it, this isn't just about Donald Trump. It's about, oh, Peter Navarro, who was put in chains in an airport for a misdemeanor. It's about all the lawyers for Trump who got search warrants. It's about a Republican member of Congress, Scott Perry, having his phone confiscated by the FBI. And nobody is saying much. So at a certain point, you do have to say, stop, enough is enough. Yeah, I think a lot of Americans are crying stop in a very loud voice these last few days. It is pretty extraordinary to see the country go through this. And you've been in many court appearances. You know what it's like to be in the courtroom. No matter how famous you are, no matter how much bravado you have, no matter how much power and fame you did or didn't have in the past, it is a very sobering and humbling moment when you see the pictures of Donald Trump so sober in that courtroom. It affects anyone. It doesn't matter how long you've been in the courtroom. It affects everyone to see this process take place. Any sense of what a defendant and his lawyer goes through in an arraignment like this? Oh, sure. I, I mean, I, I've been there. And, and as the lawyer, you feel terrible because you, you were supposed to stop. You were supposed to stop it. It wasn't supposed to go to an indictment. But um, I'm curious as to why the president didn't speak afterwards. We were told all along that he was going to speak. And then he didn't. He left. So I don't know what it was. Maybe he was just too angry to speak. I would, I would appreciate that because this is such bull. I mean, this kind of thing, like, oh, we've got a misdemeanor business record entry, and there's a two-year statute of limitations, and we're long past that. So let's see what we can morph onto it. Oh, a federal elections violation? He didn't use campaign funds. He had another purpose for the expenditure, which are just crucial to any federal FEC violation. And then, and this is the important thing, he had to have known that it was a crime at the time he did it. But as I understand it <clears throat> from Michael Cohen, he did it in untold Trump later. So <laughs> at the time it was done, my, Michael Cohen's the one who did it. I mean, it wasn't even a crime for Michael Cohen to do it. He pled to a non-crime because the Southern District of New York, which hates Trump and anybody who supports Trump, had him by the cojones because he already had financial crimes. They were cut and dry. So they just inserted this extra little thing to go after Trump. 
Let me lay out the clear facts. These are not in dispute. Your key witnesses are going to be someone like Michael Cohen, a convicted liar who even... Not mine. <laughs> yes, that's right. No, but you're the prosecutor. Play the prosecutor. Play Alvin Bragg. I, if you were playing Alvin Bragg, I know these charges wouldn't be brought. But now that you're in the game, let's think through. This is a really remarkable set of circumstances because you have a problem with motive. You have a problem with the witnesses. Michael Cohen's going to be have to be a prosecution witness one way or the other. In addition to that, you've got one of the perpetrators is a porn star. They don't tend to translate really well to juries and these sort of things. You've got a statute of limitations that was two years for a misdemeanor. It's upgraded to a felony, which normally has a five-year statute, but now we're seven years past the transaction. Still, you're trying to bring the charges. And oh, you're a district attorney who last year, when faced with violent offenders, people who stabbed, robbed, and did terrible things, you downgraded felonies 50% of the time down to misdemeanors, even though the law called or the arrest called for a felony. That is the case that they head into court with. How good a time are the defense lawyers going to have with this? And do they have a chance, even in New York, of convincing a judge this is out of the bounds? They, they can do a lot of those arguments. They can't do the other crimes. They weren't treated the same way, but they can do all the other arguments. That, that you met. Uh, I, I mean, this case should be dismissed. It should be dismissed on statute of limitations. I heard some lawyer today on TV say, well, there was the tolling of it for COVID. Yeah, that was for eight months from April of 2020 to November of 2020. Eight months doesn't quite make another two years. Um, and another one said, oh, well, it's tolled because Trump wasn't in New York. That's for fugitives where you don't know where they are. I think people knew where Donald Trump was. Yeah, it wasn't hard to find him. I don't even see how you get by the statute of limitations. So it should never be going to trial. It really is a pretty remarkable charge. I'm beginning to look through the paper indictment, which just came up. It uses the word often fraud or defraud. And of course, that is a problem in New York and in the United States in general, because fraud has generally been overwhelmingly defined by the United States Supreme Court and by the way, the New York courts as requiring someone's property or money to have been the purpose of fraud, meaning you're trying to take money from them or trying to take property for them. There's no allegation of that. You need right? a victim. Yeah, a victim. Yeah. And specifically related to money and property. I don't see that in here. The victim appears to be a voter who didn't get to know that there were some women making allegations against the president. And if they didn't know that about Trump already. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's right. I mean, the bad boy was out there. The NBC thing came out. That's right. The tape. Very good point that they had that to judge on. So they use the word intent to defraud, intent to defraud, intent to defraud. The Bridgegate convictions, this is with the Chris Christie Bridgegate scandal. Those convictions were thrown out unanimously by the United States Supreme Court on the ground that was... Because no money. There was no money, no property. Is that perhaps one of the most problematic elements that are going to get a challenge in the appeal right away? I would I would say, I mean, there's so many. There's so many. As I say, statute of limitations, the uh, prosecution misconduct, uh, that's even before you get to the, to the elements of the offense. But yes, of course. I, and I said earlier, who was the victim? Who was the, who was the person that was cheated out of money because of it? And the, I mean, and that was a pretty serious thing, that Bridgegate. I've just written about it recently, so I'm aware of all the facts. I mean, <clears throat> there were ambulances that couldn't get across the bridge. There were all kinds of issues. Yep. There were even victims, just not property, and so you couldn't use the fraud statute. It's so remarkable that given that history that Alvin Bragg would go down this path, what does that tell you about the prosecutor in your first glance at this? Well, he, he, 
to me, he's not the brightest bulb because he's already, I mean, he's got a twisted, warped mind that he thinks that he's doing something for New York by not prostituting people who are pushing people in front of the subway. So, I mean, he's taking all these felony crimes and making them misdemeanors. And not yet, for example, he's not going to bring charges against someone resisting arrest. So I said, you know, Trump could consider that if he wanted to spend the rest of his time in Florida. He probably wants to travel. Yeah, Ron DeSantis said he won't extradite him, so he's got that. Yeah, right. <laughs> so he's good in Florida, but probably nowhere else. All right, now I'm going to flip teams. I know it's unfair, but the last couple of minutes, I, I had you in the prosecutor's chair. I think you know the problems the prosecutor has. What are the next steps for the Trump legal team, given what we know about the indictment now? Oh, well, now it's motion. It's motion time. And you bring all, all of the, the motions you can imagine with what we've just talked about. The prosecutorial misconduct, the change of venues. I mean, just every, everything. There's not a crime here. What are we doing? This is a, you've latched on to a federal crime here. You haven't even proven that there was a federal violation. I mean, it's, it's, you have to have campaign finance money. You remember the John Edwards prosecution, I'm sure. He actually took campaign finance money. The campaign was the victim, that he took money for a non-campaign expense and applied it. That's how yes, they made right. that leap. But that doesn't exist here in this case. Donald Trump can't victimize himself. <laughs> right. It was a business entry, not in a campaign, but a business a business entry in the um, um, his own company. Do you think this gets overturned when it gets in the court system? I don't know. I don't think so by this judge. Yeah. Um, but it may have to go to the appellate. appellate. I, was, I was curious. You said there was no gag order issued. I didn't know how there was going to be a gag order issued if Bragg was going to come out and do a press conference. You can't have a gag order on one side. Yeah. No, I think that that's right. And I think the judge at least showed some measure there that all right, everyone be respectful, tone it down, but I'm not going to gag anyone right now. And I think that that's a good first sign that they understand what is at stake in this case? Now the question is, will this judge look at these charges and say, you didn't meet the fraud standard, you didn't meet the statute, you didn't meet the felony definition? That'll be the next moment. I guess we'll have to let history play out. Victoria, I've been lucky to have you represent me in the past. You are an extraordinary lawyer, extraordinary prosecutor, extraordinary legal analyst. And it's a great honor on this very sober, sombering day to have you walk us through these first few moments of this incredible case that we're about to Very somber. Yes, it is. I agree with you. And I think most of the country, no matter their political side, agrees on that today. We'll be sure to be staying in touch with you. we got a lot more coming up in the next few days, and we'll get some more of your wisdom over the next week as this unfolds. Once I've devoured this entire indictment. <laughs> There's a lot of repetition in it. I'll give you a warning. <laughs> okay. All right, my friend. Great to be with you. God bless you. Folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee will be with us. Talk about the political implications of what went on today. We'll have that right after these commercial messages. Hey folks, can your IRA or 401k stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is right at our doorstep? By allocating a percentage of your retirement into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from a turbulent market and economic downturns. All you got to do is put your IRA back on the gold standard. 
With a multi-trillion dollar trade deficit and ongoing geopolitical instability, experts say now is the time to make the switch. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Protect your retirement today with one simple phone call and receive your free gold and silver guide from my good friends at Genesis Gold. To do that, call Genesis Gold Group today at 800 200 G-O-L-D, gold. That's 800-200-GOLD. And find out how you can add precious metals to your IRA. One more time, let me give you the number. It's 800-200-4653. gold Or visit them at genesisgoldgroup.com. Genesis Gold, welcome to the John Solomon Just the News family. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. From the great state of Arkansas, we're lucky to be joined right now by one of my favorite show hosts and certainly one of Arkansas's favorite sons, former Governor Mike Huckabee. Governor, great to have you on the show, sir. Well, always a pleasure to be with you, John. Thank you for having me again. How are folks in Arkansas? I've been thinking about them. This was such a terrible weekend. Um, I know your daughter is on the front lines and making sure people get the aid they need. But how are the spirits and the hearts and everyone in the great state of Arkansas? Well, the people here are resilient. Uh, you know, they've been through this kind of thing so many times. It, you never get used to it. And, uh, you know, I do not wish it upon my daughter to have to... Uh, be the person in charge of the recovery and the rebuilding. But uh, she asked for the job, and I think she's uh, showing that she's more than up to it. I've been so proud of watching her as she goes through neighborhoods, uh, giving people handshakes, hugs, and, and a whole lot of help. Uh, she's marshaled the resources of the National Guard, the State Police, Department of Emergency Services, and uh, you know is doing everything that an elected official is supposed to do and can do in the aftermath. We're very fortunate that we did not have more loss of human life given the devastation of the tornado. It went through a very densely populated part, not only of Little Rock, but North Little Rock, Sherwood, Jacksonville, and pretty much destroyed Wynn, Arkansas, over in the eastern part of the state, about 100 miles from Little Rock. So if you look at the total um, impact of it, most of it is just horrendous property damage. And there were injuries. There were, unfortunately, five deaths. Mm. But when I saw the first pictures, uh, frankly, I anticipated uh, dozens of deaths yeah. and hundreds of injuries. So people took heed of the warnings 
And uh, for that, we're all deeply grateful to God and to uh, to people's good common sense. Oh, for sure. It was such a devastating storm. Just to look at the pictures, you go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that. But I, over the weekend, a reader messaged me on our website and said, if you want to see the difference between government in action and government not acting at all, take a look at Joe Biden in uh, East Palestine and take a look at Governor Sanders. You'll see a big difference. And I think a lot of people saw your daughter and greatly appreciated what real government looks like. It was a really impressive moment. Well, I appreciate it. And I think that what she did, she went and put her own eyeballs on it. Yeah. It's one thing they send me a briefing, tell me what happened. But I think public officials have a responsibility when something is a, a major catastrophic event to look at it for themselves, but also to talk to the people who are most affected. Yeah. You can get all kinds of reports, but, but I can tell you from my experience, until you walk in those neighborhoods and you look those folks in the eye, you really can't comprehend the impact. And that's why it was so important that Joe Biden uh, go to East Palestine, even though he never has. And it's why Pete Buttigieg should have gone long before, two and a half weeks before he even made it and showed up to see what was going on and then spent very little time. Uh, it's called leadership. It's something that people uh, ought to exercise in moments like this because that's what you get elected to do. Yeah, there's no doubt. Well, it's been fun to watch. You. It's a difficult, the tragedy. It's been fun to watch your daughter in action there. I want to turn to the big story that's ongoing in New York. Historic arraignment tomorrow of President Donald Trump. I know you have some pretty strong feelings about the prosecutor, the decision to do this. Uh, what should we all expect tomorrow? The circus. I mean, I think Alvin Bragg has decided that he wants to be the ringmaster of a three-ring circus. This is not a serious prosecutor. If he were a serious prosecutor, he'd be going against the violent crime in his city. That means that an elderly lady can't even walk a block from her apartment without fear of having a brick banged in the back of her head by some thug who will be out and uh, back on the streets in less time than she's getting stitched up at the hospital if she survives the attack. Uh, the subways of New York no longer safe. They used to be uh, city streets that used to be perfectly fine to walk at day or night, no longer. Uh, people who operate businesses have to be afraid. But what is Alvin Bragg dealing with? He's somehow concerned that many years ago, many years ago, 2006, Donald Trump may have paid Stormy Daniels money in a hush arrangement. Now, whether or not he had a sexual relationship with her, frankly, I don't know that most people care. Uh, but so many others have looked at this, the Department of Justice, the Federal Election Commission, his predecessor in New York, Bob Mueller. They all walked away and said, you know, there's nothing here to prosecute. We just don't see that there's a crime. But Alvin Bragg didn't look for a crime. He looked for a person. He looked at Donald Trump and he said, I'm going to get this guy. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to get him. So what an incredible prosecutorial malfeasance this is. But what makes it all worse is that he's ignoring the real crimes that are getting people killed in his own city. And the people of New York ought to be outraged about this. The money that will be spent just to safely get Donald Trump through the arraignment process could put a whole lot of people who are violent criminals away. But Evan Bragg doesn't care about that. It's all about politics for him. 
Yeah, it's such an amazing thing. I want to ask about that, too, because when he was running for office, he sort of used all the implicit uh, language to say, I'm going to get Donald Trump. He kept saying, I'm the one guy that had action against him. How troubling is it that a prosecutor would campaign and kind of build his march towards an office on the idea that he was going to score uh, even a score with a political enemy? You know, John, we're hearing a whole lot from the Democrats about how nobody is above the law. I, I totally agree with that. Nobody. By the way, that would include Hunter Biden. That would include Joe Biden. That would include Jim Biden. That would include Hillary Clinton. That would include James Comey. But what we're seeing is that there are some people who seem to be above the law. And the reason they are is because they're Democrats. They're on the left side of the ledger. And if you're a Democrat, you don't have to worry about the, the law being used against you because people will just look the other way, uh, let you off the hook and, in fact, tell you how wonderful you are. But if you're a conservative, you go to a school board meeting and speak up. You're a domestic terrorist. If you protest uh, the mutilation and destruction of an unborn human life, SWAT team may come to your house and haul you off uh, handcuffed in front of your children. So th this nonsense about how nobody is above the law, what we ought to be understanding is nobody should be beneath the law. And to go after a, a former president after he has announced that he's running for office, using this as a way to try to punish your political opponents rather than just beat them at the ballot box if you don't think they're, uh, they're worthy of office. This is the stuff of banana republics. This is the stuff that we would expect in North Korea, in China, in totalitarian Russia, or the old Stasi of East Germany. We shouldn't tolerate it in the United States of America. Yeah, and I want to ask you, obviously it's going to get appealed. Do you think there's a judge above this uh, uh, case that might actually look at the merits and say this isn't happening? And can he even get a fair trial in New York with a, such a large Democratic populace? It's doubtful he'd get a fair trial in New York. But I, I have to believe that maybe not on the first run, because it is a Manhattan judge. Right. But, but I just think that up above this in the appellate level, a judge is going to look at this and say, dude, this is past the statute of limitations. Number two, this is if it's anything, it's a federal issue. It's not a state issue and you don't have jurisdiction. And number three, he's going to say, you can't just go after a political opponent, a former president of the United States, because you hate his guts and because you made some outlandish political campaign promises that you were going to get him. So for all those reasons, not only are we throwing out this case, but we're going to treat you like we did Mike uh, Nifong down in Durham, North Carolina, uh, who was not only disbarred, but he was utterly humiliated for the fact that he withheld evidence from the defense about those uh, lacrosse players at Duke University. Right. And he made a fool of himself by trying to prove that he was some kind of tough prosecutor when in fact he was corrupt. That's what I hope we see happen with Alvin Bragg. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, by the way, a big thank you to Governor Gagabi for spending some time with us today. A very important conversation. When we come back, Dr. Jeff Myers from Summit Ministries, one of the great Christian youth organizations in America, has a new book out, Exposing the Gender Lie, What Parents and Children Can Do to Talk About the Issues that Are in the Forefront of Our Culture Wars Today. Dr. Jeff Myers joins us right after this. 
Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale. Four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.us slash Just News. That's AMAC.us forward slash Just News. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Always excited to have this next guest on. He is a thought leader, a great author, a great man of God, and always making a difference in the public square of conversation. Joining us right now is Dr. Jeff Myers. He's got a brand new book out called Exposing the Gender Lie, How to Protect Children and Teens from the Transgender Industry's False Ideology. Dr. Myers, great to have you back on the show. John, it's really fun to be back. Appreciate what you're doing. This is a very important book at a very important moment in our country's history. Tell us what inspired you to do it and what message you hope readers take from it. You know, at Summit Ministries, I'm working with a rising generation to embrace God's truth and champion a biblical worldview. It's a faith-based program. And in our program, we've dealt over the years with a number of young adults who claim to be transgender. So I was trying to look into this a little bit more to figure out how to better help them. And in the process, I discovered that the transgender agenda is not about confused kids as much as it is about an industry that intends to make a tremendous amount of profit and an ideology that intends to gain a tremendous amount of power by exploiting gender insecure people. 
And I wanted that message to get out. So that's why my co-author was an investigative journalist and I wrote Exposing the Gender Lie. Yeah, such an important moment. And one of the things that is fascinating about this is there's a small but vocal minority of elitists that are pushing this at the policy level, at the public square level, but the overwhelming research, I think you did a poll at Summit Ministries with uh, McLaughlin and Associates, this is really running into a significant tide of American sentiment against this. Tell us a little bit about what your polling and other polling is showing about this. Well, our our polling is with John McLaughlin, so a very respected polling company. Sure. And we have found that the administration, which continually, virtually every day, signals that they support the transgender uh, industry and ideology, uh, they could not be more at odds with the American people. Only 9% of Americans say they think that permanent gender alteration for minors is a good idea. 9%. Uh, 90% say they think it's a bad idea. When you look at the uh, agenda itself, 70% of Americans say they think the transgender agenda has gone too far by targeting minors. They think the transgender agenda has gone too far by using drag shows and other similar performances to try to recruit young people. Uh, 69% of Americans say they think that transgender is an unhealthy lifestyle. Uh, What Americans don't understand uh, yet, but I think some of the polling is starting to reveal it, is the significant uh, aspect of social media. What we're seeing is a social media contagion. Uh, Two-thirds, 65% of young women who were diagnosed gender dysphoric actually uh, had said that they had significant exposure to social media before they began to feel feelings that they were somehow born in the wrong body. So this is all calculated and it's being done for a tremendous amount of profit, not only by social media companies, but by medical companies that can make, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars per patient by getting kids to pursue a biological lie that they can actually become the opposite sex. And given TikTok's ties to China, any sense that maybe China is also feeding this for a psyops or other operation against the United States? I mean, it's interesting that hashtag transgender has trended more on TikTok than most of the other social media platforms. What do you think is going on there? Is there any possibility that foreign state influence is also a part of the social media appeal? Uh, I, I wouldn't put it past the uh, the Chinese government to try to use TikTok to uh, demoralize Americans. Uh, the platform is very uh, sticky for young people. They get on there, they watch short videos, then they watch one after the other, after the other, after the other. And uh, they feel like they're actually connected to the people who are making the videos. Some of them are just funny and for humor purposes, but some of them are uh, very propagandistic. And, uh, you know, I have no real evidence that the Chinese government is is doing that. But if I were the enemy of the United States, I would try to figure out how to destabilize the American people. Yeah, and particularly its youngest generation. Yeah, yeah that's right. No, uh, Will Durant, no, no nation has ever been conquered from without until it has destroyed itself within. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Such a great point. It really is. One of the things that this book does that I think is very important, it not only identifies and quantifies and measures the challenges ahead, it tries to put some pretty significant advice to parents. All right, how can you work with your children? How can you work with the school district and do things? Tell us some of the best tips you have for parents who may have a child who's exposed to this or being exposed to this or struggling with identity. I'd love to get some of the best ideas that you've been able to come up with. 
Yeah, yes, of course. Well, parents are dealing with this, pastors are dealing with this, therapists are dealing with this, medical professionals are dealing with this. And you can just go to summit.org slash protect to download the ebook. Uh, this one is free because I just felt like we needed to get the word spread as widely as possible. You can feel free to spread that link as much as you want. But we give a lot of practical advice. One of the pieces of practical advice is to help young boys and young girls grow into an appreciation of the beauty of masculinity and femininity rather than a fear or aversion to it. Uh, the greatest growth in transgenderism is among young women. And that startled researchers at first because gender dysphoria was extraordinarily rare, less than 1% of the population, and it was almost always boys who just felt a severe incongruence with their natal sex. But the vast majority of the growth is among young women at this point who are uh, very susceptible to social media. And, and you can imagine in a culture that's governed by the sexual revolution, a pornified culture, a culture of sexual abuse, you can see how a young woman might feel threatened being a young woman as she mer emerges into womanhood. She might see that as a bad thing rather than as a good thing. And so she needs the strong guiding influence of older women to, to come alongside her and celebrate her emerging femininity, but also help her be strong so that she can protect herself from people who, who might abuse her. And same with young men. They need to have a strong guiding influence of older men so that they can take that energy that they get during puberty and use it to become warriors and defenders and protectors of what's good and true. That's really the, the first thing that parents need to do. Second thing is they've got to learn to have conversations. If somebody says, I'm transgender, you've got to ask, tell me what that term means to you. And then use the conversation to help them see that it, they, in fact, were not born in the wrong body. They may sense an identity crisis. Most young people do at some point but they were not born in the wrong body. And I think one of the things that you, in the book, and I think from knowing you and the extraordinary compassion that you have for people, just confronting someone and making this a hostile moment never really results in real progress. It's being able to engage in a constructive conversation and get someone to just explain where their thinking is and how you can guide them along that path. That's always the most constructive form of engagement on this. I, a lot of times when you, you first see someone that you love and they're, they're talking about this, you, you're likely to panic or say, oh my God, what's going on? You're not going to go that direction. It's important to be able to create constructive conversation around that. You have a lot of good advice on that. Could you pass on a little bit of that to us? Yes. Well, you want to ask questions like, tell me, uh, t tell me what happened to you that makes you feel the way you do? That's a really significant question for young people, especially who are psychologizing their experiences. And that's what a lot of young people do. Um, you know, we wondered why is transgender growing so rapidly among white middle-class girls? And it's because they don't have, they, they, victimhood is all the rage. You wanna be a victim somehow. If you can show your victimhood, that's a very cool thing. Well, if you're not, if you're not a minority, or you're not poor, or or whatever, you're not disabled. Then what's your what's your victim status? So you you might claim something like transgender. So so the victimhood conversation is a big part of this. If you attack someone who claims to be transgender verbally, that will play into their victim narrative. That will not go well. Uh, but if you just ask those kinds of questions, what happened to you? 
that that made you feel the way you do? Um, it, you know, tell tell me how you arrived at that conclusion. Uh, you, you say that there's a difference between gender and sexuality. How do you know that is true? You know, those kinds of questions that can cause people to say, hey, maybe I have bought into something that um, that may be affecting my decision making. You got to allow people room to back away from stuff that they believed once they realize it's not true. Yeah, such extraordinary good advice. Dr. Myers, what's the best way for people to engage first with Summit Ministries? Obviously, you have so many great resources there and you've been focused on America's youth for so long. And then second, how to get your new ebook, Exposing the Gender Lie. Now, the best way to engage with Summit Ministries is for young adults ages 16 to 22 to attend one of our two-week programs in Colorado or in Georgia. We're offering still programs this summer. Some are sold out, but some are still available. Just go to summit.org. That program is um, has a very powerful influence on young people. You know, 1% of young adults have a biblical worldview. By the time they finish Summit, 85% have a biblical worldview. And our research shows that that persists one year, five years, even 10 years out. So it's a profoundly influential program. Yeah, in the ebook, you just go to summit.org slash protect. You can download it for free there. And I encourage people to send it. Uh, in our state, we've sent it to legislators, school board members uh, and other community leaders so they can understand this is not just about protecting uh, confused kids and avoiding bullying because we absolutely do not want to be bullies but we do want not want to encourage bullying but there's an industry and an ideology that are growing in power and profit on the backs of these kids they're hiding behind the kids by pretending to protect them amazing stuff lots of learning lots of wisdom in uh, in your new book it's a great honor to have you on we'll be following this i'm sure a lot more discussions ahead in the policy realm on this issue in the months ahead dr myers great to have you on today Thank you, John. Looking forward to those policy discussions. 300-some laws in different states right now, so I know it's a big deal. It's a cottage industry, and it literally is. Thank you, my friend. We'll talk real soon. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back to wrap things up right after these messages. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash just news. That's tnusa.com slash just news. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bike, 
you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Report. So grateful you can join us. A busy day. Stay in touch all night with us, starting with the television show at 6 o'clock, followed by our live coverage of the president's news conference, former President Donald Trump's news conference at 8 o'clock. If that continues on, we will have all of that through the night. We've got you covered at Just the News, and we intend to keep every development in this extraordinary historic moment, a somber day, at your fingertips. You can use the app, Check your email for news alert letters. And of course, you can visit the website and we'll have the TV show at six o'clock on Real America's Voice, channel 219 on Dish, channel 240 on Pluto, on Roku and on all streaming devices, Apple, LG, Samsung, you name it. We've got you covered. And of course, you can come to the Just News website, watch the show with Amanda and I. We've got a great lineup, including Alan Dershowitz tonight. He'll have a lot to say about this indictment and then we will go from there. So have a wonderful night, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for giving us the opportunity to cover this extraordinary day and have a conversation with you. Thank you to Victoria Tensing and to Governor Mike Huckabee. And of course, also to Dr. Jeff Myers. We got a little bit of other topics to get in the show today. Obviously, puberty blockers and transgender issues, a big issue, not only because of the Tennessee shooting in the last week, but also from so many other things going on in our school districts, in our athletic rooms, in our bathrooms. Lots of debate in America about where we're going to end up on this. And it was great to have Dr. Myers walk us through that. All right, folks, one reminder, if you like Just the News and you want to watch, read and listen to us, have three different ways to consume our content. Download the Just the News app for your smartphones on the Apple iOS store or at the Android Google Play store. It's a great way to experience us. A very excellent app. You get badge alerts when breaking news like what happened today occurs. Don't let yourself down. Go ahead and use it. All right. That wraps up another edition. We're going to get back to work. A lot more to cover tonight. We'll have you covered all night long at justthenews.com. Thank you for tuning in to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. 
You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000 or visit tnusa.com slash just news. That's tnusa.com slash just news. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. 